Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Tonight, the Blues will take on the Blackhawks pregame right here on 101 ESPN starting at 630. It will be the debut. Of Connor Bedard. I'll get that name right at some point. Good job. Eric Bedard. Nobody's been talking about him at all. No, no. I keep calling the poor kid Eric Bedard, who pitched for the uh, Mariners and Orioles. His close friends call him Eric. Yeah, I I don't think so. (laughs) Let's head to the uh, 101 ESPN celebrity line, talk to the play-by-play man for your St. Louis Blues, Chris Kerber. What's up, Kerbs? Hey, how are you, Anthony? Well, if I could get Connor Bedard's name right, I think I'd be a lot better. I keep calling him Eric Bedard, the former pitcher. But other than that, uh, yeah, different guy, different sport, yeah. and uh, they use different gear. But I could understand it. <laughs> Same last name, at least. Uh, Curves. What you know? I look. We he's a Blackhawk. I get that, but he's also the number one overall pick. Are, are you kind of excited to at least see Connor Bedard take the ice tonight? Yeah, you know what? Well, the Blues will be playing their fourth preseason game. This will be the first one for Chicago. Hmm. So the, I think there's a lot of excitement to see. Connor in a uh, in a game and, and what he can do. You know, we've already seen some pretty uh, cool things that he did in a couple of spectacular goals he had in the prospect camp that they had up in Minnesota. And apparently they had a ticketed event, you know, where they were doing some scrimmaging and stuff and uh, had about 500 people there and he brought people out of their seats at that as well and talking to some folks around here. So uh, it's an exciting time. It's a fortunate thing that uh, the league allows teams to win the, the lottery so many times in, in so many years and uh, it's once again going to turn this franchise around. And look, what's really clear is they realize, look, we, we were going to go into a rebuild here in Chicago. And when they won that, they said, okay, it may not have to be as long as uh, we thought it might have taken. So then they go out and they start signing some guys, and they sign guys like Corey Perry, and they get Taylor Hall, and, and they get Nick Foligno, and they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to have a young kid like this. We're going to surround him with some grit and some um, and some – some veteran guys and not make the mistake that the Oilers and the Sabres and the, uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have made in, in recent memory. And in doing so, uh, they'll have a, a competitive team that'll be a, more entertaining to watch than the last couple that they've had. Curves of Blues, you just talked about it. They're playing their fourth preseason game. They've got a number of them, I think eight, I believe, total when all is said and done. What is something that you are looking forward to seeing the Blues continue to do or something that you'd like them to make sure they accomplish during these preseason games? You know, I saw last home game, Jamie, the real intent to hold on to the puck along the wall in the offensive zone. I thought at times we had some some really good uh, offensive zone time. Now, that didn't turn into chances at the net, and that's something that's going to need a little bit of a uh, adjusting to but I think that's part of the progress there so as camp moves on and we get to the final two weeks of it here I'm going to start looking more at uh, how the team is playing in front of their net is there more of that uh, you know really conscious effort to stay in front of the goal and and not make it as easy for teams to get in front of the net on our end and then really how we are creating those offensive chances we were 
a season ago, we had a lot of one-and-done rushes. We, we were not a very good offensive zone time team, and Craig Berube wants to get back to that. So I think those are the two maybe team-wise uh, looks I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on as these preseason games move on. Curves, when you look at the Blues roster construction right now, Anthony and I were kind of talking about it earlier today. You know, all of these preseason games, not just isolated to the Blues, I am seeing a tremendous amount of physicality. And quite honestly, the gloves are being dropped all over the place. It's not reminiscent of the last couple of seasons I've looked at for preseason. But with the Blues roster construction, do you think that Army might be a little ahead of the curve, bringing in some of those big bodies and adding some physicality? Well, and, and not only that, uh, maybe, and, and that understanding of, of, of what you need. Like, Well, you know, Jimmy, you've seen this. The, the regular season, and I don't care if it's a non-Olympic year, non-World Cup year, non-whatever year that causes a pause in the season. It's still 82 games in a short amount of time. It is a grind, and it is hard to stay healthy. And sometimes those smaller bodies – you know, can get worn down pretty quick. Sometimes those bodies with not enough muscle on them get worn down pretty quick. Um, so I st- And then when you get to the playoffs, look at the game. Size and stuff still matters in winning some of those battles and what it takes to, to pull out a long series when you're playing every other day and sometimes having, you know, single, double, triple overtime games in there. So I think Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube realized that. They, they brought them in. I also think, and, and this is just, you know, pure opinion on this one. Not really haven't talked the topic with anybody, but you're in the last year of that flat cap. And so there hasn't been a whole lot of adjustments teams can really make to their team. You know, you're, you're having to see veteran guys sign one-year contracts, maybe two-year contracts, or for a lot less than they thought in some cases. Take a Vladimir Tarasenko, for example. And, and then you've got other guys coming in and veteran guys like a Nick Ritchie saying, man, I'm 27 years old. Uh, and, and I'm fighting for a job on a regular basis now on a PTO. Well, okay, I know the coach. I know the style. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to be seen. And sometimes with, with the flow of game and so many of these teams really playing similar styles, if you don't find a way to hit and get noticed and make yourself seen in training camp, it, it can be hard to make squads, and I think that's got to be part of it. Chris Kerber joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Kerbs, uh, when while watching these games thus far, has there been a group that has stood out to you? Whether it was a line, a defensive pairing, maybe it's just maybe just a, a singular player. What has what has kind of made you say, "Wow, that's that's boy, that was an, that was a great play," or maybe he's starting to stack up plays. You know what, uh, so I've only seen two of the three because I did not go. That's an old-fashioned phone ringing behind us. How cool is that? <laughs> uh, like I'm watching an old episode of Mork and Mindy. Um, the, the, you know, the one guy, and I didn't see the Wichita game, but I'll tell you what, Malcolm Subban looked fantastic in the last game. And, and I guess the, the, both games that he's been in, he looked really good. Uh, and, and you say, well, that may not matter because, you know, obviously it's going to be Hofer and it's going to be Bennington here in St. Louis. But, well, we, we know that you're going to use a third goalie at some point in time over the course of the season, and I, I think that that is, is really good to see. I'm not sure, to be honest with you, that in these games that I've seen so far, anyone else has really just jumped off the page. What I'm looking at more, Anthony, is you know Perunovic is going to be back in there again. He had a really good first game, an okay second game. Let's see what he does with Colton Pareko in this game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for things like that. You're going to see... Bull Duke tonight and Dean, and they're going to be on a line with Nick Ritchie, so they'll have some size. 
and, and just a chance to see how some of these guys do. I, as we move now into game four, five, six, you know, and Doug Armstrong has eight games on the schedule. When, as we move in, we'll see if more of that gets there. Because those first couple of games, sometimes it's just a matter about getting your skates under you, right? Um, but so far, you know, I haven't seen Sam Bitten, maybe, you know, with his speed and, and what he did. Maybe moves up a notch or two on the depth chart, earned another game. But um, honestly, I don't know that anyone's kind of surprised and said, man, keep an eye on this guy so far because he's, he's, he's turning pages. Yeah, it's been a little early for that. But I, you know, Curbs, to your point of Malcolm Subban, I was in Wichita and saw that game. He was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. I know he followed that up last game, too, with the Blues. And you're right. That third goalie depth is going to be important at some point this year for the Blues. And in, in talking to another player today, Sammy Blay, you know, this is a player that's highly motivated as well. And you know he's getting opportunity out there playing on a power play, playing on a third-line role. You know, what do you see for Sammy Blay this year overall? And, you know, in your opinion, what does he have to do to keep that going? Well, look, there's one thing very clear, you know, for a guy like Sammy Blay. You have to go in the corners. You have to use your physicality. You have to hit. And then you've got to get to the front of the net, and he's going to find pucks to the front of the net and score. He's got that ability, and, you know, Sammy Blay has a real opportunity this year, and maybe the best opportunity he's had, in my opinion, in his entire career, uh, to have a role, be successful at that role, and then earn a multi-year contract as a free agent. And he's got the ability, he's got the speed, and he's got the size. So for him, it's going to be a matter of staying consistent to that game and doing it. So it, it's time, you know, at, at, the, at his age now, I mean, it's time to see that game consistency, that pro consistency uh, every single day on the ice in practice and everything. And you know how long it can take some guys to, to learn that. And it, it's just a growth and mature, maturation process. But to me, that's where it's got to be. Go in the corners and get to the net and, and play that role where your size is valuable. You know, and, and because anything short of that, and there's not much more to his game. Like right now, Sammy Blay is not looked at as a, as a power play player, as a penalty killer. A guy like Alexi Korobchenko is getting penalty kill time. There's other aspects for Sammy. It's five on five right now, and, and he needs to take advantage of it. Curbs, good stuff. And we know that you're getting ready for the pregame show at 630. And, of course, the call of tonight's Blues and Blackhawks will be tuned in. All right, you got it, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Curbs. That's Chris Gerber.